This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Two dead in weekend shootings around New York City. A third person injured critically not expected to survive. New York City Mayor Adams tours hurricane-ravaged Puerto Rico and the Dominican. New York's Republican candidate for governor, Lee Zeldin, pledges to declare a state of emergency on crime to nullify controversial bail reform laws if elected to the state's top seat. A new poll finds a potential 2024 matchup between President Biden and former President Trump a dead heat. Deadly demonstrations in Iran have spread to at least 80 cities with arrests, beatings and firebombings following the death of a woman arrested for not wearing her hijab. A deadly weekend of gun violence in New York City. One person was killed, five others shot, including two teenagers. Now, that happened Saturday and on Sunday. Yet another teen fell victim to gunfire among the shootings. A 14-year-old boy shot in the back right outside the James Weldon Johnson houses in East Harlem. He's in stable condition at Harlem Hospital, and he may have been targeted, according to police. Later Saturday night, yet another teen, a 17-year-old male, shot in his head at 2407 Morris Avenue in the Fordham Heights section. That happened around 11.15 p.m., and he is not expected to survive just before midnight on Saturday. A 45-year-old man was fatally shot in his head on Hunts Point Avenue in the Bronx. And on Sunday, a deadly shooting, a 17-year-old Jordanae Arsena of the Bronx, pronounced dead at Lincoln Hospital after being shot in his chest and arm. This happened on Beekman Avenue in the Bronx. All these shootings under investigation as of this morning. In August, crime in the Big Apple was up 26% year over year, while murders and shootings were down 54.2% and 30.3% respectively. Well, New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, arrived in Puerto Rico Sunday to survey damage from Hurricane Fiona as recovery efforts continue all across Puerto Rico. So you are my brother. You are my sisters. We are one. Members of the New York and New Jersey State Police Departments have been deployed to Puerto Rico to help with recovery efforts. Half the island still without power. And from Puerto Rico, Mayor Adams flew to the Dominican Republic to survey hurricane damage there. He joined Congressman Adriano Expolat in calling for Red Cross and FEMA assistance in the Dominican home to many New Yorkers. Well, New York's Republican gubernatorial candidate, Congressman Lee Zeldin, plans to declare a state of emergency on crime in order to nullify the state's disastrous bail reform laws if he is elected as governor. Zeldin said he would prefer that Albany lawmakers repeal the statutes themselves. And with just six weeks to go till Election Day, 
a Long Island Republican, has made the city's out-of-control crime a centerpiece of his campaign. Polls show Zeldin within striking distance of incumbent Governor Hochul. He's also continued to slam Hochul on only having one debate before the election. We have a lot to talk about. And I don't believe that one hour at the very end of October, over a month after voting has started, that a single debate does this process any justice or respect. Zeldin received a warm welcome from employees of the Kipps Bay Eatery, whose founder, Abe Lebowell, was shot dead in an infamous daytime attack in 1996 as the city's last great crime wave was winding down. The case has never been solved, and a $150,000 bounty remains in place for any information leading to the conviction of his killer. A 2024 rematch between President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump would be a virtual dead heat. That's according to a new poll out of Emerson. The survey was published Friday. It found Biden with the support of 45 percent of potential voters, while Trump came in at 44 percent. A total of 6 percent would vote for somebody else, and 5 percent are yet undecided, a potentially decisive block of voters. Back in March, President Biden said that the chances of his winning against the former president would be in his favor. The next election, I'd be very fortunate if I had that same man running against me. The poll also found voters split right down the middle on the recent FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago. 33 percent said it made them more likely to support Trump in 2024, while another 33 percent said it made them less likely. The largest anti-government protests in Iran since 2009 gathered strength on Saturday, spreading to as many as 80 cities. Dozens of people have been killed and prominent activists and journalists arrested, according to rights groups and news media outlets. And Internet access continued to be disrupted over the weekend or fully blocked. In many cities, including Tehran, the capital, security forces responded by opening fire on crowds and sending tear gas into apartment buildings. These demonstrations over the death of a woman who died in police custody after being arrested by morality police for removing her hijab. Well, President Joe Biden declaring a state of emergency for Florida. Now, that happened Saturday as Tropical Storm Ian churns in the Caribbean. Ian is expected to become a hurricane as of today and a major hurricane by tomorrow. So this declaration authorizes the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA to coordinate disaster relief efforts and provide assistance, according to the White House. Twitter user T. Martin described the chaos in one store down in Florida as Floridians prepare. Hurricane Ian Prep is active in central Florida right now. This is the water aisle. The only thing they have left is core water. They have individuals, but the only pack they have left is core because it's $10 for six of them. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has issued a state of emergency and mobilized the state's National Guard. Meteorologists predict the storm will peak at Category 4 strength over the eastern Gulf of Mexico in three days. But then Ian is expected to weaken before actually reaching Florida. National Hurricane Center Director Kevin Guthrie says Florida may experience a Category 4 storm surge and then potentially with Ian being a Category 1 or 2 hurricane when it actually makes landfall. Cuba is also in Ian's path. Before Florida, Cuba is expected to experience life-threatening storm surge and hurricane-force winds. Well, booze for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi here in the Big Apple. She made a surprise guest appearance at the Global Citizens Music Festival. 
in Central Park on Saturday night. Pelosi, wearing a white pantsuit and matching scarf, appeared to be booed as she took to the stage to speak briefly, according to social media video. The House Speaker was talking about climate change and cutting carbon emissions in her speech. Videos captured booing from the moment Pelosi appeared on stage. I couldn't talk about that. Some audience members cheered with Pelosi, but uh, others heckled her from the crowd with the ruckus continuing for most of her remarks. As boos and cheers continued, several hecklers are heard yelling, let's go, apparently looking for the evening's entertainment to resume. A former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki bluntly admitted that if the November midterm elections are a referendum on President Joe Biden, the Democratic Party will lose. But. Saki also said if the midterms focus on the most extreme party, mentioning Republican Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene by name, then Democrats will be celebrating on Election Day. Here's Saki on NBC News. I think that Democrats, if the election is about uh, who is the most extreme, um, as we saw, you know, Kevin McCarthy touch on there with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll say her name, sitting over his left side, then they're going to win. Um, if it is a referendum on the president, they will lose. And they know that. Saki, of course, left the White House back in May to take a job at MSNBC. She said she has been watching the U.S. Senate race play out in Pennsylvania between Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman and GOP celebrity heart surgeon Dr. Mehmet Oz. She noted that Republicans are running ads painting Fetterman as soft on crime. And while Biden's approval ratings have recently climbed into the mid-40s, a Washington Post-ABC News survey released Sunday found it remains below that at 39 percent. The percentage of Americans who say Biden actually accomplished a great deal or a good amount has increased by five points since last November. 57% say he has accomplished little or nothing, however. A California governor, Gavin Newsom, called for an overhaul of Democrats' political strategy Saturday. The California governor said the party is getting crushed by Republicans in part because they are too timid of 10 forced to play defense while Republicans dominate with illusion. Speaking at the Texas Tribune Festival in Austin, Texas, the territory of Republican Governor Greg Abbott, one of Newsom's chief political foes, Newsom was careful to praise current party leaders like President Biden and House Speaker Pelosi. They're attacking not just reproductive rights. They're attacking your ability to go to a library and get a book. 1,651 books they've tried to ban this year. 801 in Texas. 566 in Florida. By the way, PolitiFact that. And Newsom likely to cruise to a second term as governor of California this November, facing a little-known and underfunded Republican challenger one year after defeating a recall attempt. A manhunt underway for a gunman after three people, including a 15-year-old, were shot at a Pennsylvania amusement park Saturday night, sparking a panic. Shots rang out at Kennywood Park in West Mifflin, just outside of Pittsburgh. The shooting was sparked by an argument between two groups of people, according to WTAE, citing police sources. A man identified as Ward spoke to WTAE. Got into, started shooting each other. Uh, most everyone ran. It was, at one point, it was like a hundred people just ran out the park. So as soon as everyone heard guns, people just ran and ran and ran. 
A 15-year-old boy suffered a gunshot wound to his thigh and was transported to a local hospital in stable condition. A 39-year-old man was shot in his leg but was treated and released from the hospital. The third person, identified as a juvenile whose age was not immediately known, was grazed in the leg, and police said that boy fled the amusement park following the shooting. Italy may have turned a page of European history over the weekend by electing a hard-right coalition led by Georgia Maloney. Early projections based on a narrow sampling of precincts as well as exit polls on Sunday night suggested that Ms. Maloney, the leader of the Nationalist Brothers of Italy, a party descended from the remnants of fascism, had led a right-wing coalition to a majority in parliament, defeating a fractured left and resurgent anti-establishment movement. The final results would be clear later today. It is expected it will still be weeks, though, before a new Italian parliament is seated and a new government is actually formed. Ms. Maloney's strong showing with about 25 percent of the vote, the highest of any single party, marks her the favorite to become the county's country's rather first female prime minister. The campaign, you might remember, was sparked by Mario Draghi's downfall back in July. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Justin Ellix out today and with sports. Here's Phil Dixon. Thanks, Deb. I am Phil Dixon with your early news sports update. It is Monday, so we are all suffering from an NFL Sunday hangover. Another packed week of action. The New York Jets host the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals in hopes to break through with a winning record. Such was not the case, though, as the Jets fell deep early and were unable to recover in the second half. They lost 27-12. to The Giants did not play last night, wrapping up Week 3 tonight with a primetime rivalry matchup against their foes, the Dallas Cowboys, in MetLife Stadium. Action set to begin 8.15 p.m. Eastern. On to the diamond, the Yankees wrapped up their series hosting their rivals, the Boston Red Sox. With a nice lead in the, in the division, all eyes lie on Aaron Judge, who is still chasing Roger Maris' single-season American League record of 61 home runs. Bad news for Yankee fans, though. He did not get 61 of those four games. He had four games to do so in front of home fans, but was unable to blast one deep. The good news is that Judge still has 10 games to complete the task. Bad news again, only three home games left this season. Yankees did win that game 2-0, though. As the Yankees fail to make history, the Mets make up for it. Spending the last week on a West Coast road trip, the New York Metropolitans wrapped up their series in Oakland as them and the Athletics split the first two games. The scoring was pouring in the fourth but nothing quite as memorable as when polar bear Pete Alonso really broke through the ice and hit this homer that made franchise history. Alonso hits one deep to left field. Forget that. That is way out of here. Pete Alonso, number 39, and he's now the all-time single-season Mets RBI leader. That call courtesy of WPIX TV. Pete Alonso passes Mike Piazza as the Mets' all-time single-season RBI leader with 125 and counting on what's been the best season of his young career so far. Mets make easy work of the A's as they take the third and final game of the set, 13-4. to The NBA season is right around the corner, and with that, today marks the start of the league's players stepping back into the spotlight. At 10 a.m. Eastern, both the Knicks and Nets are scheduled to begin media day for a little later. For more sports content, be sure to follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For 77 WABC Sports, I'm Phil Dixon. All right, thanks, Phil. Lou Dobbs has your business report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
I'm Lou Dobbs. Wall Street at new lows for the year. Moderna looks to vaccinate more children. Costco remains status quo on membership fees. Wall Street limping into this new week of trading. Last week's interest rate hike sent stocks tumbling and investor fears surging. The Dow Jones Industrials now below 30,000 for the first time since June. The S&P shed 2% Friday and hit a new closing low for the year. Moderna seeking FDA approval for Omicron boosters for kids 6 to 17 years old. Pfizer is following suit asking the FDA for approval for shots for children 5 to 11 years of age. The CDC expects children to become eligible for the COVID variant shot as early as next month. Meanwhile, Moderna is shopping its COVID vaccine to China. Costco says it won't raise membership fees after beating earnings targets in the fourth quarter. The members-only retailer typically raises fees every five years. Costco executives say they haven't reached the threshold to do that yet. Sam's Club, meanwhile, just raised its member fees for the first time in nine years. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures this morning. Everything's in the red. The Dow down 83 points at 29,584. The S&P's dropped 10 and a quarter. NASDAQ down 7. Gold down a $1.70 an ounce. As for crude oil this morning at $78.46 a barrel. That's down 28 cents. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News, News Time 520. Municipal workers and retirees in Newark, New Jersey will pay more for health insurance, and the mayor's not happy about it. WABC's Bob Brown has the story. Newark Mayor Roz Baraka angry about New Jersey's health insurance rate increases for public workers and retirees. Some local governments will now see an estimated 23% health insurance rate increase, while state workers can expect about a 21% increase following a vote by the State Health Benefits Commission. Baraka calling the plan a betrayal for thousands of hardworking municipal employees at a time when insurance companies are making record profits. The mayor says he'll work nonstop to protect workers from the increase. He said the city had neither say nor control in this process, which impacts 800 workers. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early Morning News. A man on a moped struck a woman who was jogging in Manhattan, then dragged her by a tree and sexually assaulted her, according to police. Now, this went down Saturday about 11 a.m. in Fort Tyron Park. This 35-year-old woman was taken to Harlem Hospital, where she's currently in stable condition. People who use Fort Tyron Park told ABC7 they have always felt safe in the past. I do. I usually think, you know, it's pretty well populated. It's, you know, it seems pretty safe, so it's pretty surprising. It's quite safe. I even, you know, late, like, uh, after dark, I come through here very safe. Police say the suspect was wearing a black hoodie and was driving a dark-colored moped. So far, no arrests. There are no cameras in the area, and police are asking to hear from people who may have been in that area at the time of that attack on Saturday. Uh, they want to hear from you. You can uh, call uh, Crime Stoppers at 1-800-TIPS.
At least four people hurt there when a half dozen vehicles were damaged after the driver of a red Nissan plowed into a half dozen vehicles and an outdoor dining structure. This all happened late Saturday night. The driver struck vehicles along East 111th Street in East Harlem before hitting that outdoor dining structure, and then he got out of the vehicle and fled on foot. Those hurt are expected to be okay. It is unclear if the people injured were actually inside the dining structure or inside of the vehicles. So far, police still investigating, but they have not captured that man just yet. Well, you cannot make this up. Well, video there in the middle of the night. That is a man with a huge grudge, 48-year grudge, as a matter of fact, who's been urinating and defecating each and every morning on the grave of his ex, much to the horror of her furious kids. And with permission, the kids set up trail cameras in that cemetery. Now, their mother, 66-year-old Linda Torello, died of cancer back in 2017. She's buried at that cemetery Japan Reformed Church in Orangetown, New York, just over the New York border. Now, footage revealed part of what you heard there was a man who was briefly married to Torello in the 1970s. An officer gave the man a public urination ticket after the family complained, and he has not been charged with anything more serious because there have not been any property destruction caught on camera or reported. A former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, Corps 77 WABC host, said his non-appearance at a Manhattan court hearing last Friday to hash out how much he owes his ex-wife Judith was just a misunderstanding. Judith Giuliani claims that the former mayor has fallen behind on payments stemming from their 2019 divorce settlement to the tune of $262,000. On Friday, Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Michael Katz warned Rudy Giuliani to pay $225,000 plus lawyers' fees by early next month or face the possibility of jail time. Ms. Giuliani's lawyer, Dora Beichel, spoke to the New York Post following the former mayor's non-appearance on Friday. For him to not meet his legal obligations to Ms. Giuliani after all they've been through is simply outrageous. Um, for him to snub his nose at the court and not bother showing up and appearing in court. God forbid somebody would do that to him, a defendant would do that to him when he was a U.S. attorney. And Giuliani maintains the true amount owed to his ex, Judith, is in the $75,000 to the $100,000 range. He promised that he will be able to produce the checks to prove it. And Rudy Giuliani said he planned to make the whole situation right and avoid jail time. Well, New York City Police Department officers as well as civilian officers are reporting on-duty injuries at unprecedented rates. Over 13,000 workplace injuries have been reported at 13,931 to date during the fiscal year ending June 30th, and that marks a 177% increase over the 5,023 reported last year, according to Mayor Adams' First management report released last week. PBA President Pat Lynch has been a vocal advocate of protecting cops in the line of duty. Here he is back in July. Every perp knows that they can fight a cop and get away with it. No one is going to jail. 
We are releasing these criminals onto the streets literally within hours, before the paperwork is processed, and we're not being dramatic when we say that. It literally is a revolving door at this juncture. The injury surge is attributed in part to police officers and other staffers developing COVID-19 in the line of duty. According to the NYPD, the NYPD conceded it significantly underreported workplace injuries for fiscal 2021 under then-Mayor Bill de Blasio's watch. The agency said it now believes 10,048 workplace injuries took place during that period, not the reported 5,023 With the higher number, injuries still increased by 38.6% during fiscal 2022. Well, Yankee slugger Aaron Judge is still chasing history, shortened by rain Sunday night. Aaron Judge is taking his record chase on the road. Judge remained at 60 home runs, just one short of Roger Maris's American League mark when the New York Yankees' 2-0 victory over the Boston Red Sox was called after six innings due to rain. Yankees TV analyst Jack Curry spoke to ABC7. Look at what Judge has been able to do with a depleted Yankee lineup and knowing that he has been the one guy in that lineup who teams want to avoid, he's still figured out a way to be disciplined. He's still figured out a way to be prolific. And Judge now within two home runs of breaking Roger Maris's American League single-season home run record of 61, a mark that has stood ironically since 1961. Want to live in a piece of television history? Well, Jacqueline Carl has more. How would you like to live in the same house the buyers lived in on the Netflix hit show Stranger Things? That very house featured in the first few seasons is hitting the market. The one Joyce Byers lived in with her sons Will and Jonathan. One catch, unlike the show, the house isn't in fictional Hawkins, Indiana. It's not even in Indiana. The actual house is in a small town in Georgia. The show's writers have begun work on season five of Stranger Things. So far, there's no release date. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. And if you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.